Some say he's a technical whiz. Some say he was born in Cornwall. Well, some say he's on a journey. It's the journey. And here's your host, David Hackett. guest on the journey today is a beacon of resilience and transformation. Tragically widowed at the tender age of 29 and left to raise her four children single and lay, our guest embarked on a soul-searching journey through her pain, a terrain previously uncharted by her. The depth of her sorrow, as deep as the ocean abyss, as it's described here, could have swallowed her, but our guest chose to navigate through the tempest instead. I'll say no more. Because it's her journey, and it's Kendra Henry's journey. Welcome to the journey. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's okay. Now we finally got here, because last time technology failed us, and you was apparently here, and I wasn't here, and the ethos of the, the internet swallowed us up. Oh, but yeah. it worked out this time, which is a good thing. Now... How can I start this? Because obviously the start of that is basically how your journey began. But how was it when it first occurred? You know, you lost your husband at the young age of 29. You had children. How was it for you? That's what I guess you can expect, but then you can't really expect it. It's one of those things that you don't, you know, you can't really prepare for. I certainly wasn't... um. Because I certainly didn't know really who I was beyond a wife. Like I had lost, even before losing him, I had already lost myself. Because like we was married 10 years, um, um, of course had four children. And I had done everything to ensure like that he was happy. You know, like I had, that was just what I done is make sure everyone else is happy. And um, we loved each other, I guess, the best way that we knew how. We just loved each other the way that we was loved. and But really, it was just all out of fear. So whenever I lost him, though, it really made me confront that fear. It made me confront the fact that that's what I was running from myself the whole time. And it was overwhelming. And I guess for the first year following his death, I still tried to run from it. And... Um, it was then I seen how it wasn't just impacting me, it was impacting my kids because I realized by ignoring my pain, I was ignoring theirs, and it it was it was a lot like because I knew I guess soon as he died, I like I'm the one that called the dispatch and I was like, something's wrong, and they were he was, and having to tell your four kids, you know, like they're that oh, that stuff that stuff's hard, like just the that following it is rough I mean especially somebody like that's ran from their feelings their entire life like I didn't I didn't know how to feel nothing I didn't know how to I he was he was just a band-aid no no doubt I didn't know that at the time I didn't know that he was just you know a band-aid just keeping me stuck in that you know being comfortable instead of letting me reach out and 
Yeah, it was a, it was interesting. It was definitely one of the hardest situation, but it's not just following it. Like right after wasn't just the hardest part. It was, it got, it just protect, got worse and worse. But eventually, eventually once I surrendered to the pain and like, this is just how it is. I have to get through this. And I did. And it's grieving, especially like in our society is not easy because, yeah. you know, everybody tells you things and, they say, oh, just, you know, everything happens for a reason and all these well-meaning things. People mean well. I mean, it's not that, but people, it just makes you feel guilty for feeling bad. Like, you know, like, oh, well, you know, at least he didn't suffer. Yeah, but he's still not here. That doesn't really help, you know, in that midst of grief, that doesn't help. That just, it, and it's more about just being with their pain, just like how my kids, like they didn't be able to grieve until I was able to get through my pain until I was able. That's whenever I could give that safe place to them. And now, you know, there's so much like they're like daylight and dark of kids that have like been able to process their pain. And, and it's just great to see them at a point where they're, you know, they're more emotionally intelligent than their peers because that we have like i done so much work trying to like you know not let them hold on to that pain like I know I did it's not it was it was hard it was hard and people always say and this is how critical I think when people tell you when they say it but it's like I know how you feel how do you know it uh, one feels because at the end of the day have you had someone close to you die now, I know I've had people close to me die, but my grief may be different than your grief. But it's relatable, but it's not exactly the same feeling of, I know how you feel. What was you, I was saying, for example? No, because you're not. And that's so. the thing that most people will want to up their grief. Like sometimes if you say, like, I've lost this person, Somebody will immediately say, well, I lost this person. Like people want to, you know, outdo you like out. And I like I realize that it's not. Of course, my grief is worse than somebody else's grief. It's mine. <laughs> you know, of course, it hurts me worse than it. And that's where I have come to really be able to be there. Even if somebody said that they lost say my kids just lost a rooster that they was it was very whew, it was rough it was a rooster that rent them but that was still painful and you know and if I was just like oh well you know it was just a rooster I've lost my husband you know it don't compare but it it still just needs us to be present with it and I think that that's the problem with most of us in society we just want to run away from it let's cover up that pain rather than allow ourselves to feel it and just so now it's anyone like helping anyone through their grief really just needs us to be present with them they just need us to be there like because we all know how it is whenever we're in those darkest moments the only thing that we need is somebody just to sit there they don't need to fix it or you know there's not no words or and that's what I really appreciated is whenever somebody would say like I just don't have words and I was like no <laughs> There's not words. There's not, you know, like even those well-meaning things that people are saying um, to really because they don't understand. I mean, and 
I certainly at 29, you know, you think that that's not gonna, that's not something that should happen or like, but that was a problem. We, we get angry that this shouldn't happen and it happens and to yeah. a lot more people than we think it's these traumatic things, you know, people lose, you know, my best friend, she lost our child and, and it, whew, you know, I know like in, it's just rough. Even, you know, we get to these holidays or you get to, you know, their birthdays, which it's his birthday month and death month. And she's having a, you know, and it's been two years since he's been gone and it's still surprising, you know, like, Oh, it pops up. And I'm like, that's just how it is. It shows up a lot. Like I've cried like, man, it's crazy how much like with it, we have to like get all those feelings out. But we often will be like, she wouldn't pick up his pictures, you know, like of her son, you know, she couldn't even put her, his pictures up on the wall because it hurt. And I was like, that's the hurt that we have to feel because eventually you'll be able to look up and see those pictures and be, be able to smile. But at first it's very hard. And that's where we have to be willing to face ourselves and face that uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. So you faced your grief in the way you did. Now, obviously, your grief coping is different than, like I said, about how I would feel. But how was it when you started having that grieving process? Um, it was, I want to say that it was harder than, it wasn't really even harder than it was trying to suppress it. It was a lot harder, I feel like, trying to cover that up, trying to put on the brave face and try to be strong. That was a lot harder than it was to actually grieve. But we're often taught that there's something wrong with being sad. You know, we need to be strong. We need to be happy. I mean, you know, we can't let others see us be weak. And you know, But the grieving process was actually rather... Once you understood, like, you would cry, like, say, if I would cry. And then I would realize later on in the day that I feel a sense of relief it was off of me. And mm. that was once you can understand that, Hey, this is how feelings are supposed to work. We just have to feel them, you know, they will pass. And, but, but it's also, I think it's getting past the way that society tells us or makes us feel like that we should grieve or we should handle our pain. It's once you can get past that barrier and just be okay with letting yourself be weak that we can really see how strong, you know, we are. Like, I mean, I took, like, I was disconnected pretty much from society for two years um, because not even really purposely. It was just like, everything was so overwhelming. I couldn't really deal with anything, um, especially, you know, granted, I have four, you know, so that's a lot to, you know, that's a lot to deal with. And I didn't, Ideally, you would have family and support. Well, both of my parents are alcoholics. My mom lives in my basement. You know, I didn't really, I didn't really have the support that, you know, ideally that you would need to um, somebody to be there for you. And I guess that's what really makes me want to help be there for others now is because that I know how hard it is to actually sit with that. And whenever every, everyone's around you just telling you that, Oh, it'll be okay. Oh, it'll be okay. And it's like, it won't unless you feel it. We can't just run from it forever. It just doesn't work like that. 
I mean, I tried. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now, you know, I see that the positive is in you because for the people, when we do upload this, this and on the video, we can see behind her, but you've got quotes that help you feel inspired, saying you're unstoppable. And then the red one saying, I did something about just being happy. But that is the key, you know, you've got to think of positive affirmations, positive wording to get through that grief. But at the same time, you've got to utilize it in a great way. So the unstoppable one, yes, unstoppable. But how can you use it in the way grief is? You're unstoppable because you can, you still fight on. That's how I define that. And I mean, I guess, and I feel like that, you know, if we think about like us being like unstoppable, meaning, and I guess like because that I knew what I can get through, like I'm stronger now because that I got through, because that I know that those was my darkest days. So if I could get through that, then I can get through the anxiety of being on a podcast or I can get on the anxiety of being, you know, all of those little things. Like I don't let those little things hold me back as I once was because I would let my pain or I would let the fear keep me in a box uh, rather than let myself be uncomfortable. I would just stay comfortable. And that kept me stuck, not just in my grief, but in a relationship and, you know, so much of my life was just to keep myself comfortable. And it wasn't until his passing and I realized that this was how you have to get through stuff. You just have to feel it. And and it passes. I mean, it really, it really does. It's just amazing. And how do you feel generally nowadays when it comes to the death day anniversary of his death, does it? feel hard does it feel easier for you now because you've had that grief yes oh certainly um i feel like now it's a lot better because now the main thing was i needed to be there for my kids you know they still needed that acknowledgement because the first year or so after i couldn't really be there for them i mean i was there every day they was always with me but i wasn't present there so like if so they didn't get the acknowledgement that they needed of losing him, like, say, doing something for his birthday or doing something, you know, to help them be with that grief rather than they just feel like that this was just something that was just going to be looked over. And I feel like that I was doing to them the same way that I was done. I was just ignoring their pain. I was just like, okay, we'll just, you know, let's do something. And, oh, like, let's get a game system or let's, you know, watch a bunch of videos or something. You know, we'll just ignore this whole um, big thing here that, you know, because you don't know how to face it. So now I'm actually able to be there for them. And now the days we can make a cake for his birthday. You know, it's you can actually just show up and be present with it. And it's not such a teary thing. You know, we can talk about his death and it's really beautiful. His siblings, they can't they can't really talk about like his death. And that's what I've tried to, you know, tell them about. Like, so anytime that they're around, I try to ensure that, you know, we talk about him Mm because I think that that's one of those major things that we don't realize that we often forget the memory of them well not forget but 
we forget their love often because that we are too overshadowed by that pain that we can't get through the pain of talking about them because it hurts. And then a few years go by and we realize we haven't even talked about them. And then I think that that, and then it's like, well, how do you bring up that pain now? And it's like, and I was just thankful that now that I was able to like wake up in time to realize, Hey, you know, it's not just your life that, you know, you're running from, you're running from them and their pain too. Mm. So it goes into saying in your bio, your mission is to disrupt the circle pain that we unknowingly pass on to others when we fail to process and understand the own. Now, that's a true saying as well, because when you have that, got that, and I know it very well as well, because I've seen it, but, you know, you got your pain when you grieve, you got your circle around you. You don't want anyone to come in that circle, or if you try and get people to be in your circle, you then push them away because grief overcomes your actual understanding that people are there for you. And this is, I like how it is to disrupt the circle pain. So it's your way of saying, look, and then you get put a block in to make that circle stop. And it's filler. And that's the thing that, like, I feel like that is so much we think that so much pain is passed down from generations to generations. I was becoming just like my mom, running from everything. And luckily that, you know, this did force me to stop. I was forced to stop and reconnect with myself. And I think that that's ultimately how we end up passing that pain because my kids, it wasn't, of course, their father's death is going to play a significant role in their the rest of their life. But I think that the major thing was going to be because if they didn't have a safe place to grieve it. So I think even looking back in my own childhood, I would think that my parents wasn't there for me. Oh, well, they didn't, you know, I knew that they loved me, but I never felt loved. I didn't know what feeling loved felt like. So it was hard for me to like really make my kids feel loved. I loved them. Of course I did more than anything, but I I didn't know what really that meant until losing him and realizing they just need me to be present. They just need me to be there with them through this pain. And I think that that is what we all needed whenever we was kids, you know, not having to just tuck our pain away and hide those parts of ourselves. And I just, that's how that I feel like that it's terrible what happened. And I, you know, but in a way that it was one of those that things do happen for a reason, but I really like I would, my mom gets angry because I would say like, I can be thankful for Justin's death now. Doesn't mean that I wish that it would happen, but it's hard for me to realize. We could have never changed given the situation that we was in. We were both too scared. Something had to happen. And luckily, you know, like I was able to bring myself out of it to be able to change for my kids because that's who was being affected. They was becoming other versions Sorry, they was becoming the same version of me. Like I'm still trying to work through their those maladaptive coping skills. Like whenever they're dealing with emotions, you know, like I'm still trying to work with them through that. I mean, granted, they was each 
diagnosed with ADHD, but I was diagnosed with ADHD, depression, anxiety. You know, I had a lot. I used to self-harm back a long time. You know, so I was really, you know, I didn't have no coping skills. So it was all a big learning process. And luckily that I was still able to come around in time that, you know, I could still try to undo the damage that I'd already done, you know, to the kids. Cause I mean, and that's what as parents, we don't want to like see like what we have done to our kids, like how have we hurt them. And it, and that's, I was hurting them every day that I was running for myself. Hmm, I understand. So we're going to the future and it says through your journey you're seeking to provide a roadmap for those feeling lost in their suffering and to grant permission to feel and ill. Your powerful testament, which we refer today, is a human spirit ability to heal itself has made you the inspiration that you are. Now, do you when you talk to the I'm not asking for anyone in particular because everyone's unique, like I told you, but do you feel like your grief comes through still when you help these people or do you focus solely on the fact that I can help you, I can help you? Yes, i got my grief, but I can help you. Yeah, it, um, I think that um, it doesn't, um, um, it just makes me want to be there more. It really draws me to people because now I see that pain, like even following um his death, I would see people that like say had lost their child, um, my supervisor a long time ago, I seen her and I just hugged her so big. Cause I realized, you know, what this pain was, you know, she had to overcome, which you, you know, we don't really realize until, you know, we go through something, you know, traumatic. We're like, man, they done it. So like, so now sometimes like whenever I'm, um, around, it really does hit it hurts, but in a good way. It's like a hurt that I know, like, this is just what I'm supposed to do, just to be there. Rather, like, I let it hurt me. I guess as before, I would have defenses up, like, oh, okay. Like, I can't I can't deal with that. But now I am present for them and present, like, rather than getting so tore up and just telling them that it'll be okay or making them feel bad for being angry or get mad for all those emotions that come up in grief it's just really just about expressing them and finding positive ways to let them out instead of holding on to them and running from them yeah so this is where people obviously can um find out how to help yourself you offer a healing journal which is available on amazon and it says embracing your pain and transforming it to into wisdom you too can calm the chaos and light your path forward. Now, this journal, is it a case of writing in it or is it just a self-written one where you can read through? Well, the, the journal, um, that one is more, it's more tailored to the codependence, the one that, you know, we, that we have got stuck that addicted to love. It was more the after losing him and then, um, getting into another relationship that was, I was finding myself in those same patterns, those same, you know, like that I was just clinging to this love, just anything to save me. And so that journal is more, it goes into a little bit of the details in the beginning, 
about like my story and why I really, um, but then it asked several questions, 70 something questions to help people just to think about stuff from their own childhood, their own past, or, you know, bring that into more conscious awareness about how we react and how we deal with stress and how we have, how we feel about our feelings. And it really helps you to, you know, to become more aware of these, that it's not always us and it's often has a result to our past and how we're taught to feel about our feelings and whether or not we allow ourselves to express them. And it's, yeah. <laughs> so um, to sum up, how can people get hold of you to get, you know, ask you questions further? Um, they can get a hold of me on my website at um, www.commonchaos.support or um, they can they could email me at Kendra K E N R A dot Henry at commonchaos.support. Okay. And one last thing. What would you say to people watching or listening to this now? Because we want to inspire people to be forward to understand in this case grief. How would you support them now by just giving that word? to make them feel good. Gotta feel it. Sucks. And it does. And but the biggest thing is just to let it happen. Whenever you see something that you want to be like, oh, I want to cover up his picture, just look at it. And you don't have to sit in it for a long time. I mean you can set a timer for 15 minutes and just allow yourself to grieve. And then I know it's scary because we're afraid to let ourselves go that deep. We're afraid we'll get lost. I certainly was. I did not want to let myself get so lost in my pain. And, but that was the only way that I found my way out. Grief, you have to feel it in order to heal. And that's what's crazy because something told me, it said, you can only heal what you feel. And I was like, oh my, I've been not feeling my entire life. You know, like I've been covering up all these feelings my entire life. So my whole life changed whenever I started actually just feeling it but it, it it was hard it was rough but it's definitely so much you know like better now because now I'm more connected to everyone including my kids and that was the most important thing and thank you for sharing your journey with us today thank you for having me David thank you That was The Journey, hosted by Wise Words Imaging, hosted by David Hackett. Be sure to like, subscribe and listen to another journey coming soon.